I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And welcome to the Fatback 4. I am Gav, and with me this week I have got Shawnee, Keith, and Emma. Loads to talk about. We're going to talk about graffiti lineups, first half, second halves. We're going to do some ads. We're going to talk about Liverpool six points off the top of the Premier League table. Returning players, a little look at Napoli, some charity stuff at the end. So it's going to be a packed hour or hour and 15 minutes. Or when we say that now, it'll be fucking two hours, won't it? Um, Famous last words. <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said that, but look, that's the way it goes. Um, Straight into it, though, as I always ask every week, how was your weekend, Keith? Yeah, it was grand. The weather was geek, wasn't it? Over Absolutely here appalling. Oh, I was muck. <clears throat> My young lad had a football match uh, yesterday morning out in Swords, and it was bucketing down. It was freezing cold, awful, awful, awful day. And they're only under nine, and a few of them are like, do we have to play in this? I said, yeah, you do have to play in this. They're too mollycoddled these days. But I uh, had that, and then... Uh, my nephew's uh, christening was on yesterday as well. I'm hanging. I'm still hanging now, you know. So This is becoming a bit of a trend with you. I oh, know. I don't like it, to be honest. I don't like it. But it is what it is, and you just have to, you know, we just have to get on with it. We move. You'll be hanging again next Sunday. Yeah, you I will. I know, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and if you are shy, a week, still. A week in, there can be wounds now till next week, and yeah. we do it all again, you yeah. know what I mean? The dance is all on again. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're not going to Garth Brooks as well, are you? Yeah, he's going there oh, as well. Wait, what do you I think he was talking it, yeah. about? <laughs> the dance. Oh, just when he, when he said the dance, do you know what? I was over two tickets today and I was thinking. Ah, no, stop yeah, it. you'd have to, just for the dance. I have I to be honest, like I, had a, I had a breakdown when, when this fella, I remember he tried to announce five nights at the Crow Park about five years ago. <laughs> 
And I was like, would you ever fucking stop? I haven't heard anyone. I don't even hear Garbrooks on the radio. I don't know anyone. That's I've never heard. Garbrooks only exists in his own gaff and in Dublin. I don't think anyone <laughs> no, cares it's not about even that. Else. It's not even that, right? When Garbrooks tried to announce, remember he was on a boat off the coast of Ackle waiting for the international clearance to do his five nights that time, right? <laughs> and I was sitting there, I was, I was online saying to people, like, never heard you mention Garbrooks. He's never on the fucking radio. I'll tell you what it is. You've just looked at it as a reason to go out for a night out and you're willing to lower yourselves to Gart fucking Brooks. And when it got cancelled... When I got cancelled, Shawnee, I wanted everyone, the 400,000 pricks that bought tickets, right? <laughs> I wanted them to have to go down to Dollymount in the middle of winter, right, to collect their refund. Now online stuff, you need to go down to Dollymount Beach in the freezing fucking cold to get your 80 quid back. That but, was 2018 or something, wasn't it? Oh, it was that about was five years. Yeah, yeah. They were 2017, I think. Yeah, I'd say some fella had a bleed shed load of pink cowboy hats waiting for the They're all over the place. <laughs> I, I, live, I, live quite close. I live quite close to Croke Park and the shops all around there are all selling the pink cowboy hats with yeah. Garbrook's 20. There's a big warehouse somewhere. Was. There's a big warehouse somewhere, isn't there? Like, yeah, they you know, no down in the shops with the mark are rubbing out the 2017. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Tip X and 22. <laughs> Changing uh, the one and the seven and the two twos. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Emma, we don't easily, to be fair. We don't easily. Yeah. <laughs> How was your weekend? Yeah, it was good. Uh, pretty shitty the weather yesterday. Pro- probably not as bad where I was where compared to where you were, Gav, from speaking to you before. It was really up here it was that kind of real drizzly wet range, you know that stuff that soaks you through. Yeah. Um and uh it was just yeah, poxy so a day on the couch yeah. was called for. <laughs> Little lad didn't get out of his pajamas and straight on his PS5 all day. And then today I was uh, training, football training this morning. I came home, the missus said she was going to Ikea. So happy days. Back up onto the couch again. Oh, so, you didn't have uh, to go. Nice one. No, no, no. Ikea no. on a poor day, <laughs> weather-wise, is fucking horrendous. Shani, how was yours? Yeah, it was good. Um, a mate of mine is home from Norway. Haven't seen him in six years. So kind of showing him around uh, Dublin. And we were in the Camden today watching the match. And uh, I don't know whether uh, you probably don't know what I shouldn't tell that story, but I would. <laughs> do you ever see them snows? <laughs> <laughs> do, do, do you hear these snows jokes? They're like little tobacco pouches things. Right. See all the footballers are on it. Yeah, all the footballers are on it. I don't fucking yeah. know how because this fella put one in between his gums and he was like a sheet of bleeding paper. He was. For the- <laughs> <laughs> he was sitting in the garden. <laughs> he ended up in the jacks for about a half now. Because he's actually staying in my man's desk. I was like, you are right. He says, just having to lie down here. It'll be grand in the morning. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> See you Tuesday. Yeah, like yeah. no, the, the weather was the weather was shite all weekend. Um I went out last night and like came out of the pub at half one in the morning and there wasn't a sinner around the place. Like there was just nobody anywhere, no cars, no taxis, no nothing. Walked home and like it was like a fucking monsoon. And um and then today was fucking gorgeous out, but um I don't know, it was it was an alright it was an alright weekend. Um let's get into it. Um before we get into the game itself though. Keith, there was a lot of Liverpool-related murals um, defaced, mm. we would say, by um, Everton fans. Um, allegedly, allegedly, yeah. Some of it was, some of it was just fucking stupid. Some of it was yeah. racist, um, and it just wasn't a good look whatsoever. A lot of Everton fans online are saying it's an absolute disgrace. I've seen a couple of Everton fans online offering their help to clean it up, um, but. Look, this friendly derby thing has gone out the window. It has a long oh, time for me, Keith. Yeah. You know, but I, I don't, I don't mind it if it's a bit, 
edgy and it's a bit fucking fiery. That's what derbies are meant to be like, you know. But that sort of stuff, Keith, you know, like you have to draw a line somewhere, you know what I mean? Like a lot of them are Liverpool today. One of them is actually done supporting the, the field banks in the city, which both Liverpool and Everton fans um, will probably know people that needs to use that service. And um, yeah, you have to draw a line somewhere, Keith, like it's fucking ridiculous. Thankfully, the people that created these murals um, have got together fixed and them fixed up, them yeah. up and stuff like that. So that's a good Fair thing. Play. But overall though, Keith, it's, it's just fucking ridiculous, isn't it? It's terrible, you know. But look, it's it's probably just a group of fucking idiots that haven't got a clue. Do you know what I mean? That don't know, that don't realize that food banks affect everybody. Do you know what I mean? And it's not just a Liverpool thing. But look, what can you say about this? It's it's disgusting and it's disgraceful. And I'd like to think it's kids, but you know, it's probably not. <laughs> it's probably grown men because yeah, you touched on the friendly derby there. That is well and truly dead. I, honestly, I think the Everton-Liverpool rivalry is so toxic now that it's it's possibly the most toxic fan base, in my opinion, that Liverpool come up against, and it's the ones from their own city. You see them talking like, uh, these are the idiots online that you'd see calling Liverpool fans bin dippers, and you're like, what's going on here, lads? I saw Everton fans lashing them over for that. Do you know what I mean? Like They, they don't know what they're saying. They don't know what they're doing. But it's just gone so bad now and toxic that it's it's absolutely horrid. Like the all the Hillsborough stuff, and then there's you know wall pushing all this sort of. It's it's absolutely horrendous. But this is this is what's become now. And you think back, look, me, we're the same age, Gav, Sean. You're a little bit younger, but uh, like me, Emmy, Gav will remember. You know the eighties, and you're looking at the cup final and all that, and and it's it's families are going together. It's split down the middle. It's half red, half blues. That the crowd was was no segregation around. They were all just in together, and those days are well and truly gone. It's it's absolutely horrendous, and to see that you know we love the murals obviously because they are Liverpool and and they look great and they're they're brilliant, but for Everton fans to do that, you know it's. It's just petty and it's it's bad bad form by them. But unfortunately, I'm not surprised by it. I'm actually surprised it doesn't happen more often. If I'm being totally honest. Yeah, when I seen it yesterday, like the first thing I was thinking, like fucking hell, um, like where does this stop? And I was, and not you know, not only for never what will, it was, Gav. What? Never will. No, I don't never think will. And, and I think like, and you need to look. We need to be. <laughs> You need to look at both sides. Some fucking Egypt bought a story book or cl- flag into the ground yesterday. Mm, yeah. they, like, these arseholes aren't representation of Liverpool fans or even football fans, in my opinion. They're not football fans. They're fucking brain-dead racist bigots. Mm. Like Keith said, they're probably grown, man. They probably are. And you know what? If they are, fuck me, you need help. It, kids can be taught. Like, nobody's fucking taught to hate and I agree with your friendly derby shite is out the window. It, that's toxic. You inherit that. These kids growing up 16, 17, they have no reason to believe we fucking everything should hate Liverpool. They're just two teams to share the same city. They haven't competed with us. We haven't stopped them doing that since the time these little fuckers were born. Yeah. So they, they inherit this hate from like generations before, from all our brothers, our uncles, our, you know, and you just... The, the, the thing is, you can never try legislate for these fucking idiots, for want of a better term, because it's impossible, Gav. You just can't. You can, like 
these people are literally too stupid to insult. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So, like, again, it just doesn't help. Fucking Egypt's bringing in uh, Stoyabuk arrest flags. You see uh, United Leeds bringing in Galatasaray flags and stuff like that. These are just the fucking Egypt's Gav. It's the same yeah. clothes that were throwing bottles at the Liverpool bus going past last week in our trap a couple of weeks ago. It's fuck all got to do with football. Absolutely nothing got to do with football. They're just fucking idiots, complete clowns. And we shouldn't really, like you said, Gav, those, um, those murals were commissioned in aid of a charity which helps people all over Liverpool. And I'm sure the people in Liverpool outside of football probably feel it, it's, it's fucking so necessary to unite around now because... The social situation at Liverpool at the moment is a mess. I know people that live there and they're saying they can't believe what's going on in, on the outskirts of the city in Liverpool. It's frightening. And look, to be honest with you, it's not too dissimilar here in Ireland. Like, not to get too much in because we've got football to talk about and that's what we're really here for. Like, you seen what happened in Tala yesterday, uh, that tragic story coming out. Like, society doesn't need this, but apparently society just breeds these fucking idiots. And there's absolutely nothing we can do about it. We should definitely not give them any fucking airtime. Because luckily enough, in the world, you can have 95% good, the 5% bad will always fucking get a little bit 15 minutes in the fucking sun, which they shouldn't. But if you look today, someone went out and helped the cause. They cleaned up those murals. It won't be the last time. You guarantee it. Does the st- what's your man's name? Dixie Dean outside of everything? That'll be the face. That'll be the face. There's no doubt about it. Because there'd be some fucking idiot who classes himself as a Liverpool fan who just doesn't have the brain power to, com- to, to compute and do something so fucking stupid. And like I said, you just cannot les- legislate for these fucking idiots. They're absolute morons. And and it doesn't, you don't need any sort of IQ to be a fucking football fan. But to be a, a, a half decent human being, it just goes out the window sometimes. And like, need to drop all these fucking narratives of friendly derby and people's club. There's a shower of shit on both sides. I've seen it firsthand. I've seen Irish fans, like like xenophobia towards Irish fans around Anfield. But, but how many times have I been there? Tens of tens, like, nearly hundreds, I'd say. Many, many a times. You always meet more good than bad. You can't let the fucking idiots outweigh the, the, the bad, the good people who come across. Because, like, when I seen that and sat him on, and I was more like, kind of going, Jesus fucking Christ, have, have you no idea what's going on in your city? Like, yeah, what's going on? Have you not, like, have you nothing better to be doing than to be going around doing fucking stupid shit like that? The last thing, the last thing the people that live up here need right now is division. That's just my opinion. And you're right, it is going to cause, uh, you know, retaliation and things like yeah. that. And it's a never ending cycle, and that that's the problem. And you're oh. touching on a learned behavior, it's not. You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Exactly. you're not you're not born with that. You're taught into it, but but the thing is, the both clubs have come out and condemned what happened yesterday. And you know, I think at times the clubs could be a bit more stronger. I think they could come out and say, yeah. "Listen, we condemn this, and we find if if anyone is found to be, you know, guilty of doing this, and you know, it's you won't get into the ground again." 
So if that's an Everton fan knows that Everton and Liverpool both say you won't be in either of our grounds ever again. And if a Liverpool fan goes into face of something at Goodison Park and is caught for doing so, both clubs should do the same and say, you're not coming in ever again. Simple as that. And it might, it might just change a few people's opinion on it. Emma, anything on it or do you want to move on? I, 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 exactly the same as Sean. It's a, it's a learned behaviour. You're not born to hate Liverpool. You're not born to hate Everton. And you say that they should ban them from ground. It's the morons that do this probably don't even go to the games. Exactly. Great yeah, maybe so. So, uh, and it's not the first time they did it. They did it last season as well on yeah. that one on the club shop. Now where you send in your photographs and it makes mm. up the picture of mm. uh, Doug Leash and Ronnie Moran and all that. And um, they did it on that last year as well. It's just yeah. I, I can't I, I can't put it any better than what Sean yeah. has put it. So yeah. it's the same fucking ages. Gav point scoring over Harvey Elliott's and Fabio Cavallo celebration yeah. midweek. Yeah. yeah, maybe look, but. They're two kids. Cavallo's been doing that as long as he's been playing football. Maybe is it? Yeah. Maybe he lacked a little bit of awareness. But the Troy fucking pushed out on top of him. You know what I mean? And that's all it is. It's just point scoring, like fucking idiots. And yeah. it's bad because I'm sure the majority of Evertonians are already. They all drive taxis. They all talk a bit of shit. <laughs> nice. like, that's just the truth. They, that that normally your exchanges with them are mostly nice. You know, and you just. You can't be bogged down by these fucking eats. And again, you're going to see it all up and down the country. Like Celtic Rangers was yesterday. Like, it's just, like you said, it's learned behaviours. Um, I don't know. Maybe education is the is the answer. But even then, it's impossible. You can't educate those who do not want to be educated. Yeah. The world is full of division at the moment, be it in politics, sports and everything. You know, when you have people like Donald Trump and Boris Johnson in positions of power, they rumor a narrative, you know what I mean? And the, he who talks the most shite, the most controversial shite is, you know, is lauded. And people now take sort of lawlessness on as as the norm. And I don't know if it's going to stop anytime soon. And I hope it does because, you know, Sean, you touched on there, the... the Rangers Celtic I was watching Uruguay in football there earlier um, and that's all mental over there as well big derbies will always have a bit of needle about them but that has to be a line you know what I mean and, and unfortunately I think the line is gone now and it's it's just a free for all for people to do what they want mm, look it's hopefully it's the last you see of it. I, I doubt it is but hopefully it's the last you see of it. and I'd like the clubs to be strong on it um, on both sides if either side done anything but well, I wanted to mention it because it was just, it was fucking ridiculous. Look, seeing that when you woke up yesterday, you know, um, before the Merseyside Derby and it. And the funny thing is, like, it nearly takes over from the game. You know, everyone's going about the Merseyside Derby and it nearly takes over because people are still talking before, during and after that game. Vast majorities of people are talking about what happened before. Um, nothing to do with anything that goes on in the pitch. So it's one of those. Um, I want to get into the lineup. Um, because it surprised a few, it excited a lot. Emma, he he puts Simakas in instead of Robertson. He goes with Carvalho and Elliot beside Fabinho in midfield. And he brings back Darwin Nunes up front instead of Bobby. I think there was a mixture of reaction to that. I think it was quite, well, he's really going for it, was one reaction. And the other one was kind of going, oh, we're leaving ourselves a bit open here by being too attacking. But were you excited by it? Um, I was surprised by it. Um, I didn't have any problem with it, um, but I think it's it's probably down to his his hand is probably nearly forced because he probably has a plan to rotate the likes of Trent and Robertson. 
Um, and th- for that reason, you don't start Milner in midfield because he has to come on later on and at right back to take over from Trent. Um, Bobby would have played three games in a week, which I'm not sure he would have in his legs, two in the space of three days. So it was probably out of necessity as much as kind of, like you said, going for the game. Um, but um, I, w- I, n- I didn't actually think that he would ever start Elliot and Carvalho in the same midfield, if I was being honest. But like I said, I think his hand was probably forced with what he has to pick from. Yeah, you're probably right. Because when you see the Milner change for Trent later on, I think it shows it actually showed up as options in midfield because I think I think he was always penciling Milner for Trent. I'm starting to wonder if Trent is carrying something. Um carrying some sort of not because it's in a derby where you have that much I thought we were on in the ascendancy and then he brings Milner on for Trent. I think we lose a little bit, but look, line up Keith, you know, it's an exciting one. Um Nunez gets the gets the nod and, and Klopp spoke him talked him up all week saying he's a lovely fella he realised what he's done he won't do it again I'm slapping him in the back of the head all this sort of stuff so it was kind of leaning towards him starting and you know what if one thing he could have really went conservative there yesterday if he wanted to keep but he didn't he went the other way and he said fuck it let's go for it yeah I mean I understand the excitement of seeing Carvalho and Elliot in the team but it was always going to in a derby against Everton it was always going to probably leave Fab a little bit isolated and Look, he went for it. He, he made an attacking an attacking lineup, but I think, as Emmett said there, I, I don't think he had many options because he was having to think about later in the game and what he could do. Um, and I just think Nunes coming back in, yeah, okay, I could understand it. I was it maybe a little bit with the the talk all week about his mentality is okay. He's going to learn. He's going to learn. He's going to learn. I probably thought, yeah, he will come back in, but I felt he may have come off the bench. Do you know what I mean? I was surprised to see him start more so than the midfield. The midfield, I was surprised that I was more surprised at, at Darwin starting. I thought he would have just put Bobby to the well again and just said, look, go again. And we'll look at, look at Napoli and see what we're going to do there. Um, but, you know, he done it. And the Simicast one, look, Robbo has been way off. Do you know what I mean? This season of no issues with Simicast starting a game. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to the deal. Listen to the deal on Spotify. I think you're getting awful lot out of Simicast that we're probably not getting out of at the moment. So no issue with that one. But the, the midfield, I think it's more of a case of Elliot or Carvalho rather than Elliot and Carvalho. And I think that maybe showed a little bit because the boys, they're not naturally central midfield players. And I know we don't play a central two, but, you know, they're both wingers, really wide players. So their natural inclination is to go even five yards either side, and that's just leaving gape and chasms. Then and Everton's Everton start midfield was what Onane, uh, Davies, 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 and who else? Wobi. Oh yeah, do you know what I mean? And there, you know, Wobi gets a lot of stick, right? But he's actually a good player. He's, he's physical. He's quick. Yeah, he has. But he's a big fella as well. He's very quick. He's physical. Uh, Onan at the same so six foot five, you know what I mean? So 
I just felt maybe it wasn't the game for that little experiment, but Klopp knows more than I do, so I'm not going to criticise it too much. Sean, are you excited by it? Because, like, let's be honest, you can argue Simicas or Robertson. You know, it's it's throw, throw two balls in the end, see which one you catch. Um, good points on, on Firmino. It would have been three games in seven days. But to put those two in, they're, they're really exciting prospects. And it shows a lot of trust in them, I suppose, you know. Get in there, play midfield. Because usually we want two to help one. You know, you want the Henderson oh, yeah. or Kate or, or Milner or someone in there to help in Elliot or Cavallio. But, you know, we just went and said, fuck, I'll put the two of them in. Yeah, and uh, like, I, I'm i starting to think now he should be he be, should be looking to change the, the setup of the team, to be honest with you. And I thought that's probably what we would have saw. That's what I thought he was going to do. I, I honestly thought it was going to be, when I seen the lineup, I was going, oh, fucking hell, look, he's kind of leaving. Because Fabinho struggled. Make no bounds about he has he's played too much football in the last five years and it's starting to show like it is big time on him and when I saw the lineup I'm thinking all right he's got he's got the he's got uh, Carvalho and he's got Elliot in there is he, are we finally going to see like a four two three one here and kind of Elliot and Fabinho in the midfield and letting kind of Carvalho float in the ten and it wasn't it was a, it was a four three three and I actually think. We start okay, but you could see straight away when when everything was breaking, we we just didn't have the legs in the middle, kind of to combat them, and they were getting that they were getting that back far handy. I found I found in the first half, and I just think the setup was way off. Like it was fucking mad. There was times in the game I was looking, and Darwin Nunes is out wide left, and I'm going to go. Right, what what's kind of going on here? It just looked like you were spitballing a little bit, and I I'd imagine you could have watched. 50 fucking pre-match podcast build-up podcast on any platform you want and nobody would have had that lineup um picked and even like a suggested lineup or a, a lineup that someone wanted i just think we saw them and oh that's that's really attacking and in the end it was kind of to, to our detriment now so i don't know i think with the bodies we have now obviously arthur in the door and um, tiago apparently back training tomorrow I'm looking to see something different from Liverpool. I'm fucking tired of this 4-3-3 shite and the approach we've been taking to games lately because it's just not working. Um, it really isn't. And I don't like the way it's been kind of... Uh, it's been kind of pushed on players. I said at the start of the season, I was worried about how Nunes would fit into this Liverpool team. And I never it was never a Darwin Nunes issue with me. It was a the type of player he is. And I already see that were fucking forced now, whipping balls in. And we watched both of the games against Benfica last year. And Benfica certainly didn't do that with him. Yeah. They weren't just fucking aimlessly launching balls in the box. And he's getting the blame, bro. So I think it's it's a little bit unfair. Um, the lineup, it is what it is at the moment. Like fucking, the bench looked a lot better, I will say that. The bench, the bench did look a lot better. And we are getting players around, but just... We haven't got the legs to play the football that we've typically played throughout the years. And I think we might need to change approach a little bit in order to just, even to just fucking see us through to November. This, the, the season is literally two halves this year and we just need to get through to November. And Klopp has got to find a way with the players he has available now because we're seeing all the shit about Champions League squads. Who's not going to be around? Who's not around? Who knows how long Hendo's out for? He's going to need to change uh, around a little bit. And I think 
we have the players more suited now to a four-two-three-one. Whether they've been working, this might be complete fucking fallacy because we've never. <coughs> but I just do think we need to do something different because Fabinho struggled and and, so, and I actually I felt a bit sorry for him because he was on his own. Mm. Like, really, what he was on his own and he didn't get much help from the centre halves either in terms of those being a little bit higher. So, yeah, I think Kev threw up a diagram on Twitter and the setup was wrong. And we just kind of have to look at that, I think. I think, I, I don't know if the, and we get into the fourth half now, because in fairness, Chris and Kev went through the whole game yesterday, all the chances and different things. I just want to know, what we do on a Sunday is we give our overall view on fourth half, second half, and talk about mm. other topics around the game and stuff. But I don't know if it's a setup. I think... I think yesterday confirmed something in my mind that we're massively missing in Thiago. And I know that sounds like a really fucking obvious thing to say. But when he's on the pitch, do you remember when we used to play and you'd have um, Wijnaldum and he'd be chasing everything down and you'd have Henderson and he'd chasing everything down and Fabinho there and all. We've we've evolved as a team where Thiago complements Fabinho so well because he controls in front of him. He controls the game. He controls the tempo. He actually controls where, in my opinion, where other teams can attack us from because of the way he plays football. And that means it reduces Fabinho's scope of what he has to do. And when you look at that yesterday, you know, nothing on the two young lads because I think it was planned again where Carvalho might play 45 Fabinho, Firmino will come on. But when you look at that yesterday, right, you're saying everything on the break and with no legs, right? I don't think everything get out if Fabinho, if Thiago's on the pitch. Because I think he picks a better pass. I think he, he stretches them. I think he, they're hesitant. And I, I think even even if teams are breaking on Liverpool and Thiago's in it, he's great at getting his foot in. But if the ball drops to him in transition, he can kill you. Right? And I'm nothing against Carvalho or Elliot or Fabinho, but I don't think he can kill you right now with one pass like, just, like Thiago called it. And that's that's for me just what I confirmed yesterday. You know, I just can't wait for Thiago to be back or Melo if he's very similar to be in the <clears> team and just, just where we can... Not mind Elliot or Cavallo if they were the tall man, but just it's a different, it, it's a different way of controlling the game. Uh, more authority in the game. I think we've lost some authority think, in our game. Yeah, that's yeah. I agree with that. Authority is a big thing. Like do you know what's fucking? I haven't developed this spoiled brat complex. We're not gonna win every game, but do you know what? We just seem to be getting outworked an awful lot, and it does my fucking head in watching it. It's so frustrating. When you just see teams running all over us, and that's happened. Fulham done it to us, Newcastle done it to us, <coughs> and they did to us to to a degree. And just second to everything, like second to everything. And then when we are mopping up second balls, it's all safe because they're afraid to make fucking mistakes. Is Trent Fabinho the only one who whose distribution is kind of being in the same as Van Dijk is still hitting that pass, trying to get his out. But we normally get torn today. I watched I watched Arsenal and United today and I was thinking, fucking hell, like Fabinho used to do what Eriksen did for us so well, where the ball would just break off a second ball or anything, a ball, ball get knocked down and it's Elvis feet and bang, we're on the attack and it's three on three or four on three. When we're attacking, it, it's Mo's doubled up on, fucking Diaz is having to come all the way across the box to make sure that any space to... to kind of fashion the chance we just look bollocksed we look bollocksed we look mentally and physically tired I thought and it's just 
it's hard watching us being fucking outworked. It really is because that was kind of, and not to quote, well, to quote Pep Linders, like intensity has been our identity, mm. and we just don't look fucking comfortable at all with the output that we're able to put out. And I don't, I don't think it's bar probably one or two. I don't think it's an application thing. Some of them just look fucking tired. I touched on Trent last Sunday. I think, to be honest with you, I think I've been justified. Me, me, me comments for last Sunday were justified because we won against Newcastle, but he was fucking awful. Yeah. And, and yesterday is pr- pretty much the same. And he's fucking dragging his arms along the ground. He's huffing and puffing. Like, fucking dig in and get on with it. And, and he's not the only one, but it really fucking has pissed me off. And, this Calvin Ramsey fella couldn't get fit any sooner because he needs time out of him. Honestly, needs time out of him. Do you see um, a situation where Gomez goes in there if they, when they start getting centre back? Gomez, Gomez has been has been okay. I thought. Yeah, I think he's been okay. And look, even if a fucking kills has gone forward for a while, I wouldn't mind giving that control to someone yeah. like Elliot to create from that side. To be honest, if it just means that we're a little bit more stable, they just yeah. look. They look afraid of making mistakes and Liverpool's football is all about taking risks and they're not taking the risks. And what's happening now is we're not we're not even looking after the ball well enough because what's happening is we're going down the line and it's just like, fuck it, I'm just going to ping it in there anyway. There's no ball retention. There's no trend going back inside. It's, I'm just going to aimlessly loop the ball into the fucking box and we'll deal what happens. Hoping that because Nunes is six foot odd, He's going to muscle two centre-halves out of the way and, and fashion a chance. He's never played like that, not even for Benfica. So I just think it's 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 unfair on Nunes. And I think our fullbacks have been killing us. And don't get me wrong, Robbo's been shy, but I'm not sold on Simicast at all either, to be honest with you. No, you're not. But like, I think Simicast for me looks like the sort of player that would probably, you'd probably need to put him in the team and say you're in for the next six. I think he grows as he comes into the team. He had a little spell, didn't he, last season when he was in there for maybe four or five Back in a row. Season, wasn't it? Yeah, and he looked, he just got, I think he got better and better as we went because I remember at the end of it when Robertson was back, people were going, hmm, hold on, Simicast has been really fucking good here. Um, does Robertson come back in the team? And, you know, he's a good player, but like any player, it's hard to come in and go, listen, you're starting on Saturday and then you'll get 20 minutes to here and 20 minutes there and then you're starting. You know, I think... He is the sort of fella that needs probably four or five games. And will he get it? I'm, I'm not too sure. Look, I'm going to put the, the first half, I'm going to put the whole game together. Um, and I just want your, your feelings on it, right? Because as I said, the lads on the show yesterday, we don't want to keep just repeating over chances and different things. But but Keith, it was a good game of football. For a nil all, it was a really, really good game of football. You know, um, David should score for them, I think. Um, Mopoy Mo, Mo should definitely score for them. Um, it's probably the best chance of the game. Darwin Nunes could have ended up with a fucking brilliant goal. In fairness, Little Arms done had a really good game yesterday. He did, yeah. You know, uh, Diaz hits the inside of the post. I thought it was in and how it stayed out, I don't know. Salah at the end. The, the disallowed goal is disallowed because he's offside and the fucking bullshit. They took a long know. time, didn't they? They took ah, a long time to come up with that yeah, and then shout the lines and it's a blading yeah, bunch of oil offside. Yeah, but, but overall, Keith, in, you know, taking everything aside and... Go back and watch the, the post-match if you want to go through every chance. But it was a really fucking good game of football. And the first time, in fairness, in ages, and not just in the Merseyside Derby, in ages I've seen everything where they went, they look a bit organised here. They look like they know what they're doing. And they look like, 
even if they went one down, I think they would have just stuck to their guns and kept going. They they looked a lot better than I've seen them in, in a long, long time. And it's not easy for me to say that because <laughs> I think Lampard's a spoofer. Yeah, he is a con man. And little arms are right. We've had a lot of fun at his expense. He was very good yesterday. He kept Bobby out loads of chances. I thought Bobby was great when he came on. Um, thought Bobby was really good. Uh, and, and he's in a nice run of form. We can't play Bobby all the time. But um, yeah, it was... it. And I think that's the thing I've you touched on. Everton were good. It wasn't just that Liverpool had all the chances. They did have an awful lot of chances. But so did Everton. They worked it well. They got made their opportunities. But I think what's going to kill them is this lack of a, a striker. Do you know what I mean? Now, Neil Mope, I don't think, is the man. I don't he think he's the one. He walks extremely hard. He's a hard walker, yeah. but he's not prolific. And I always felt that was Brighton's problem was, you know, Neil Mope, he always had to upgrade him. And now I think Everton have him. And he'll do a job for them, fair play. But um, I don't think he'll get the goals. I don't know where they'll get the, you know, the goals from. Gordon has got a couple for them, but I don't think he's Well, they'll have really to look prolific. at Calvert-Lewin coming back as well. Yeah, see, I, I think he's a flash in the pan, this fella. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I'm not sold on him, to be totally honest. But in fairness to them, they did look good. They touched on a Wobie earlier. I thought he was very good. Uh, Onana in midfield, I thought it was very good. And it, it was it, it, an even game, a nil-all draw. Mersey, if you hear the nil-all Mersey side, they're going like, ah, that had to be a blade stinker. Do you know what I mean? That had to be a... Right yeah, that's what I mean. And and this what did this wasn't this was a, a great game of football and just great to see um you know everything not oh, I suppose if I had to be in Anfield he would have been rolling around the ground and killing the game, you know what I mean? But I felt that they, they did have a go at it and um it, it was a good game. Both keepers done very well, but Pickford was Pickford won it for them basically because the amount of saves he made, it was the difference between the two teams. Yeah, I think he does in fairness overall if Pickford isn't on the form he's on yesterday I think Liverpool win the game um, yeah. no there were and it's, it's just a brilliant goalkeeper performance you have to hold your hands up um, you know we do Everton play well I think I think that by, by the fact of the team we the team we name and the fact that our fullbacks haven't looked on it even our centre backs at times <coughs> midfield is a bit mismatched you have a forward coming back in after being out for three Salah hasn't been on top form. Diaz has probably been our best attacker, bar Bobby, I'd say, in the last game or two. So Everton probably looked at him and, you know what, let's have a right go here. And it it just, I'll say it again, I think it just turned into a very entertaining game where if you take your red glasses or your blue glasses off, you're sitting there on, on the sofa watching it or in the pub watching it going, this is a fucking good game of football. Yeah, it's probably one of the most enjoyable nil-nils you'll probably ever watch. <coughs> um, uh, in terms of Everton, look, yeah, they're probably looking at our players and seeing that they weren't on form, but the team themselves aren't in form, so that would avoid them straight away. Um, but they look, he, he, as much as Lampard is a spoofer, it doesn't take anybody to look at what the blueprint is to try and beat us at the moment or to score against us at the moment, and that's on the break. Um, uh, corners, we haven't been great. I know we've scored two from corners, I think, so far this season, but in... Our set pieces haven't been brilliant, and that's where they—that's where teams are breaking against us. They're getting the ball out of the box and breaking on us. Um, so something needs to be to be done there. Um, Pickford was unbelievable. I'm one of his biggest critics. Uh, not only over his arms, but just as a person, I think he's an absolute muppet as well. Um, but he'll be—he'll have an absolute stinker next week. Every keeper seems, and I'm—I'm I'm, I'm definitely not the only one. Every keeper seems to have a worldie against Liverpool. <laughs> um, 
and uh, yesterday was Pickford's turn. Um, but yeah, look, I think Kev said it there on another day, if we finish 3-1, uh, probably nobody would have argued with it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I thought everything looked decent compared to what they what they have looked. Um, and they seem to have a bit more legs. The midfield, like Keith said, I think Iwobi did well, and your man Onana looks like a bit, a bit of a decent player too. Um, but yeah, look, I think it's just that it's come at a time where we're not really playing well. But everybody forgets that a lot of these games have ended in a draw. I think it's been is it eight out of the last eleven games or something have at Goodison have ended yeah, in a draw. Yeah, it's always there's loads, so, loads of them. So, so like this is not an anomaly that we draw nil all with, with everything. It just happens to happen at a time where we're not playing well. Everybody expects to to go out and blow them blow them off the pitch, but more often than not, this game ends a draw anyway. So. Look, it's it's not the worst result in the world. Yeah, a few people mentioned in Pickford saying, um, you know, he doesn't get a, he doesn't get a touch on the end of the Salah one. I, he does get a touch on the Nunes one though, um, which I think is a fucking yeah. great save. You know, um, I think he gets a touch on the Salah one as well. Does he know? Yeah, right. yeah. one of them. Someone yeah, there says, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, well, someone someone there, there says, um, oh, where's it gone? Someone said I've watched the back a, a good few times and he does not get a. a the touch on it so I thought he did but it didn't change the direction I don't I think if he doesn't touch it it still hits the post do you know what I mean it was one of them like it, it hits the bottom of his glove and just stays in its uh, stays on the trajectory so mm. it's, it's well. one of those Shawnee yeah. you know for us all for what we can pick out on, on players that are the systems or you know getting caught on the break from our own corners and stuff like that and that's down to the personnel because you have two really attack minded midfielders there that don't usually hang around as last man or second last man when we have corners so you have to kind of take that with a pinch of salt but overall did you did you think it was a good game of football when you take everything out of it where we can we can criticise and praise and stuff like that but overall as a spectacle um, I thought it was quite refreshing to see, not refreshing to see Liverpool so open, but having said that, I, I was a little bit, I suppose, I don't even know what the word is, I was a little bit buoyed myself after going, didn't really play well, probably should have won it, it'll be alright, it'll come together, but overall, Shani, do you enjoy it, or do you hate these fucking games? No, I enjoy it, I did enjoy it, it was a derby, like tackles were flying, I, I'm going to say something here. <laughs> Out of the 20 league games that was this weekend, I thought the referee yesterday was brilliant. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he was really good. Yeah. I did. I, don't, I think it was Taylor, wasn't it? Anthony Taylor. I yeah. think he did a good thing. I think he managed yeah. the game well. He let it flow. It didn't get too well control. Um, the crowd were mad. It was a derby. It was a good game of football. I watched two games yesterday. I watched the Liverpool game and I watched the Milan game. And the Liverpool game was probably better. The Milan game, five goals in it. Mm. So, you know, like, it was a good, a really good game. Both keepers, like, Alisson save, world-class, world-class from, the, the, to oh, basically win the point. Um, it's ridiculous. Was it was a double deflection. Was it yeah, he moves his feet, like, he moves his feet ridiculously yeah. well. And, and it's so high when he gets a touch to it. Yeah. It's not Yeah, it was brilliant. It was, I yeah, thought it was, it was. It was a really good game of football. I think it was played in the right spirit. There was good tackles in there. Like Garvin was annoying me, but that's what he's supposed to do. He's an opposition player playing in a derby. It was a good game of football. And to be honest with you, Gav, I think if you look at this game, the Palace game and the Fulham game, like you could literally we got three points from them games. We could have easily got nine. We could have easily got zero. 
we could have lost all of those games and won all of those games. So it, it, it's kind of gone that way for us where I'm not going to say we're not getting that little bit of look. I just think we need to be a little bit more clinical. Um, if we're more clinical there yesterday, we put the game away. We had more than enough chances. Mm. And I had that chances as well. Um, I think on the balance and things, a draw was probably a good result. Yeah, it was I, I, the, It's the most enjoyable nil all Goodison Davy you're going to get from a Liverpool. Yeah, yeah for, for, for what both teams put into it, you could walk away and go, yeah, you know what? We probably mm-hmm. could have won it. We probably edged it. But you can't kind of deny them a draw at the same time for what they put into it. And no, actually, I, like I you do, said, they were much better. They were. But it's a derby. I'd expect, if they couldn't get up for the derby, that bollocks. Yeah. And, and you know something like, um, you know, we have to take it when, when we're looking at all these issues that we have at the minute and you kind of go, yeah, it was end to end. We could have lost it in the end. We probably could have won it in the end. And it's, it's just one of those. And, and you know what? Um, you take the point, you move on, and, and you see where it takes us. But overall, I, thought, I, I just thought it was a really good game of football. Um, two ads this week to help us. Um, we're going to read these out, and so snuggle in, get cosy. Here we, we go. Got ma- um, match recording yet? No, no, we haven't got match recording yet, and um, we read these out because it helps us bring, it helps us to be able to bring you all this content for free. Um, first one is IP Vanish VPN. Protects your data, protects your passwords, protects you online, and um, available for a really good deal. Um, Twelve months from IP Vanish. Use it on your tablet, your phone, your desktop, your Fire Stick, whatever it might be. Um, look, it protects your identity, all that sort of stuff, location, whatever it means, and it, it makes it harder for people to hack into your accounts and stuff like that. So, rated four point six out of five on Trustpilot. You can get it now for around thirty five dollars for the year ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers and go and check that out the second one is Paramount Plus Paramount Plus have uh, the rights to every Champions League game this season Um, I think it's $10 a month Um, somebody was telling me the other day $10 a month top quality from anyone we've well, from anyone we've heard that has it but they have got every single game of the Champions League so all the games extra time everything that's going to go on in the Champions League this season can be found on Paramount Plus the games kick off this weekend, or this week, sorry, the 6th of September, Tuesday night, if I'm right. Um, and look, I don't know how many games are in the Champions League this season, but if you want to watch every single one streamed uh, live, you can do so with Paramount+. Plus. Um, Keith, yes. we're six points off the top of the league. Yeah. Right? And I think we've been bang average. Um, bang average. Um, we've we people have waxed lyrical over City, um, Arsenal, um, United in the last couple of weeks. And we're being bang average, we're six points off the top. That has to give you some hope, doesn't it? Because I think yeah, it's going it to be a mad season. It is, it is. And I think, you know, when we get players back, I was delighted to see Jota coming on yesterday because I think Jota gives you a little bit of needle and a little bit of, um, a little bit of snide, maybe that man they used to give us, and I think Jota can can take on that role that I think we need a bit at the moment to be where we are after the the the, the start we've had. Right, so we we battered Bournemouth. Uh, take everything into account for that game, and it's you know the wounded beast and all that. Everything else we've been so so fucking average in. Even the you know Palace, we were okay, but you know we'll be winning them games. So to be five off City. At this point, it's like, okay, 
let's see where we are in, after 10 games. Do you know what I mean? And let's take it and block I think if we were see. really good and we are five off C, you go, we're really good fucking here. These are five ahead already. But to be yeah. that poor and be only five off them, you know, yeah. I think, I think it's... But we, we've both positive. played three of the same teams and we both have the same amount of points from those three games. Mm. Yeah. So Palace, Newcastle and Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah. Each, each of us have seven points from those three games. So, yeah, it's it's going to be one of them seasons. We we said it all along. You know, it's going to be such a disrupted season. It's going to be crammed in now until the World Cup. You don't know what's going to happen during the World Cup, and then it's a race for the end. I think for Liverpool, where we are now, you don't want to be out of it come the second half of the season. And I think if Liverpool can be in touch and distance to City. Then I think it's going to be, you know, you think hopefully if they were offered, we'll see the real Liverpool then. They're six points off the top now. Do you think if Liverpool were offered six points off the top when we go for this World Cup break, Keith, they take it? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would. And and if it's not City that are six points ahead of you, they would take it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not even looking at six, I'm looking at five. Do you know what I mean? Because no disrespect to Arsenal, but you saw today that Arsenal were a very good team, it has to be said. They were got very easily when they came up against a counter-attacking fast-break team. Now, we can't speak, you know what I mean? We're getting blamed, turned over by everyone on the break. But Arsenal will lose points, will drop points. So I'm looking at City, where are City five points ahead? We have to beat them. Do you know what I mean? That, that's what we have to look at now. Whereas United have played us and Arsenal, traditional top four teams, and they've won both of them, or top six, whatever we call. They've won both games there. We have to beat those other teams as well. We got, didn't we drill them all last year, did we? Oh, we drew, yeah, we drew a shitload of games, yeah, last year. Yeah, we, we bet Arsenal, I'm sure, but we didn't, uh, we didn't beat City, we didn't beat Chelsea, we didn't beat Spurs, you know, yeah. so we bet six you know, draws, you remember that. Six draws. Yeah, so three, yeah. Well, we didn't lose them, we didn't win them, so I think Liverpool now have to be looking and saying, right, this has been, this has been dirt. Do you know what I mean? This start of the season is not what we thought we were going to get. And I think there's a lot of mental fatigue. You know what I mean? Players look tired, but it looks mentally tired. Going for those four tournaments last year, I think the the expect not look not using it as an excuse, but I think the amount that was on them, it's like a big what goes up comes down. And I think Van Dyke rode on a lot of adrenaline maybe last year, coming back and getting back up to speed. He's looked a shell of himself, to be honest, this season. Um, and I think a lot of players, we spoke about it before, I'm not looking to dig them out, but we went through all our leaders haven't been doing it yet this season. So I think that'll come good again. And I think when you get a Thiago back and you're getting Jota back and you're getting Matip and Kanate back and you're getting players that can come in and you can use your squad, then I'm hoping we'll see a better form of this Liverpool team. Because if you look at the charity shield against City, we were brilliant that day. It's not that long ago. And that's the level I want to see Liverpool getting back to. So if we can get back there soon, then I think we have a good chance. But like I said, you don't want to be you don't want to be nine points off City going out after the World Cup. Do you know what I mean? That's where you don't want to be. So yeah, I'll take five or six at this stage if they handed it to me now. But I just think Liverpool will get back. What we're seeing now isn't what we've seen over the last few years. And, you know, until it becomes a crisis, I'm not going to see it as a crisis. Yeah. Do you, do you think that with so many players, so we had 10 injuries, do you think when there are so many injuries that players kind of nearly have it in the back of their mind to not go full tilt in case they 
add themselves to it to it, to the injury list in, in Van Dijk's yeah. situation. Yeah, no, I mean, can I can I you, or does he have the World Cup in the back of his head? He missed the Euros. True, I don't yeah. want to miss. I don't want to miss this World Cup. Yeah, no, I, I so, think I think the injuries are a knock on effect on on a lot of different things. Like I think the losses in midfield, right, have have had a big effect on whoever plays centre back. And whoever plays fullback, I genuinely believe that because I, I, I'll say I've said it so many times. What our midfield does, how many like Thiago was a fantastic footballer, right? But his presence there on that left hand side allows whether it was Mane and Robertson last season or it could be Diaz and Robertson this season to absolutely terrorize teams, right? Because every time it pops out, Thiago's winning headers against fellas that you shouldn't. He's like yeah. he seems to know where the ball's going to be. He gets it, sprays it to the far hand, far side, and we start playing again. And that affects your fullbacks, but not only that. I don't, I don't know how many games Liverpool have lost when Thiago and Fabinho have played together. I would say it's less than three, right? Okay, and I probably include the Champions League final in that, right? Doesn't he start, right? But but the thing is, then you're looking at the centre-halves. You know, the centre-halves are second-guessing. Fabinho's second-guessing, which means now the centre-halves are going, well, if he's fucking second-guessing, what are we doing? I think, I think it has a knock-on effect, but, like, Shani, and I'll come to you now in a minute as well, Emmett, but Shani. Where does Klopp look at this? Because in his own mind, John, he knows we haven't been good. He's but he's still sitting there going, "It's only fucking." Six. No, I know it's only six games gone, but we're only six points out the top, five off C. He's he's constantly going on about players coming back. They're starting to come back now. Does he mm. get them together, Shawnee? Does he say, "Look, we haven't been good, but we're nowhere near our things," as some people would like you to think? We players coming back, we can start shifting things around a little bit and trying to get back to what we do really well because we haven't been doing it. And see, this is where my outlook is going to be a little bit different and I'm genuinely worried because you can't just flick a switch, Gav. No. It's not like they're bad players, they're good players playing bad. They're just good players that are really tired and that's my worry. That's how I feel about it. And it's all well and good saying we're only six points behind, but like you can't, we can't just turn around and just fucking... <laughs> flicker like a switch and have all that energy again obviously there is mental fatigue but there's physical as well and if you keep getting fucking outrun by teams and outworked by teams the six points becomes eight points becomes nine points becomes and then you're over so there needs to be rockets or there needs to be some sort of management from club where he changes to set up a little bit to kind of alleviate any sort of just share the responsibility. You can't have Fabinho running around. He was on half a tank already as it is, on his own in a, in a, in a three-man midfield. He needs help. He needs to do something to support him. He needs to change the setup a little bit. I actually think this Liverpool squad, even with the players that we have now fit, is the most mouldable. It's not like years gone by when it was literally had to be the 4-3-3 and the front players. We have a couple of number 10 players now. We have someone like Diaz who's a, more of an out-and-out winger than what we've had in years, although he's, he's been a decent outlet for us this year. You have Mo who can who is good enough to do both. And we have a target man now in, in Darwin Nunes where we can change the system. And I think we might need to... We need to give fucking teams something to think about now because they literally know now we can now walk this Liverpool team and just deal with wherever they have an attack because they know our attacking patterns. 
and, and I think that's where it's up to Klopp now to kind of chop and change and, and kind of think of a new approach for these games and in, in a way where we're going out in a setup. We go out and play Napoli Tuesday, Wednesday night, and Napoli are expecting that, and then we're playing with a number 10 all of a sudden. Who's floating up Nunes, causing bleeding havoc? And they're going, oh, well, hold on. This isn't the script, or this isn't how we set up. We need to kind of change her up a little bit. So much, kind of in a way, not in a, not in a Brendan Rogers kind of way, but just in it, in it, just a little bit of a tweak that makes teams think again because everyone knows how we play now. And I'm not going to say what I found out. I'm just really fucking tired. We're getting outrun, and that's just, it's it's just a shame. Step on Max saying, talking about being outrun. No, no, no. It's completely different. It's completely you don't we we press the fucking life out of teams. That's why we have the ball most of the time. Because we're doing the running to get a fucking back. Simple as that. It, it, it doesn't look like you just pass the ball, the ball does the work. We press the fuck out of teams. We haven't got that in us this year. It was we were good against but we're good in spits and spats doing it. We just look bollocks. And I think we the likes of Tiago coming back, Arthur could could change it. Who knows how long Hendo's going to be out for? All I can say is, <clears throat> I'd say Klopp is fucking snapping because he would have had in his head, I'm going to rotate this way from now until November. And that's all been taken away from him because of injuries. He yeah. hasn't been able to do it. It's, He's playing it's, midfield. It's, it's been tough for him. It's been tough for us. Um, and we've just been on the wrong end of luck as well at times. So, I think he just needs to fucking tweak a little bit because there's enough quality in the squad to get us through. Like, if you just uh, Ian McLaughlin, Shawnee, how are we mentally tired in City and not? Because City won the prize at the end last year. Yeah. And that gives you a fucking jolt. And I'll tell you what else City done. They're at the point a fucking test tube footballer. I, I, I honestly... I, I watched him yesterday. I watched him yesterday for probably the first time this season, and he it, has it, no interest in playing football. He's no, literally going in the box and no, saying, "Put it in there." With no, no, he doesn't Smart. even suit him. He doesn't have no, to no, suit he, him. He, do you know what? Kevin he, De Bruyne is literally banging balls into the back stick. Correct. And the it's thing like, is, if, if anyone watches it, NFL, nobody like passes him. Nobody like, passes him. It's like watching NFL. It's like if anyone watches the, if anyone watches the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs. It's Pat Mahomes just going, fuck it. Tyreek Hill is down there somewhere. The, these balls, these boys are just sitting here normally tippy-tappy, noisy-woisy, fucking banging into the six-yard box and fucking go-go-gadget leg is going to get in the end of it. Yeah, no, I watched it yesterday and they don't, they don't want to pass it to him. They have no interest in the build-up around them. And they're literally, all they're doing now is just saying to, to De Bruyne, and Bernardo, listen, we're just going to overload on the right-hand side here and make sure we get the yeah. ball to him. And, and they're saying the, the same, like, Foden, Foden and Gundogan doing the same on another side. And just yeah. overloading on either side just to get a chance to put it. They're, they're giving themselves the highest chance of... They're trying to make the best quality ball they can. Instead of it being a bit blind or a bit... They're basically saying, overload and put me in a position where I have a second to look here, see where he is and put it on him because he doesn't play football, he doesn't press, he does fuck all, he just goes in the box. And that's what they want him to do. We played more games than anyone last year, Gav. And look, it's complete... This is okay. Like, this is understandable. It would be worse if it wasn't. It's completely understandable what's happening to Liverpool. People saying transition this, that and the other. They're just fucking tired. 
Yeah, no, I think I, I think if I, anything, <laughs> if anything, we we probably pre-season should have been a little bit less fucking. City played two games in pre-season. Maybe they had the right idea. We just looked tired. They look bollocks. And it's like people turning around and saying, our best performers have been Elliot Cavalli and Gomez. What have they all got in common? They didn't play 60 fucking games last year. So, well, you, you know, like, uh, it, it's... I can, I can see what's going on. That's the thing. I, I, I understand why we are the way we are. And it's not because we didn't sign a midfielder. It's they're just tired. This is coming. This has been coming. This is the 2021 season. I think I think that's I, I, I agree that they do look tired, but I think I think on top of that, I think the personnel that we have um we're doing a I think it's a little bit of square peg round hole. I, I a little bit. But Emma, someone mentioned there around XG. Has anyone mentioned XG because the chances are still coming. We're not clinical. We actually if you look at the chances, the shots we have, shots on target, big chances we have, we're right up there. Um, and a couple of people have mentioned, you know, Salah's form and, and, and of course, Nunez is going to be talked about how he fits in. I think Diaz has been bright in most games. You know, Bobby has shown in the last couple of games he's been really bright. Carvalho has been, you know, I think it's it's a small margins. And, and look, this isn't me trying to gloss over things. I don't think we've been good enough. Don't get me wrong. But when you dig a little bit deeper, is a small margins, do we need to just find a way of maybe not being as predictable with the Nunez stuff where you're just looking to whip it in the box. Trying to get Salah a bit closer to him, which means he's not as wide. And I think Diaz has been actually good. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, is a small margins where you go, yeah, like people are saying Salah's been shy for nine months or whatever, but he's, it, it's looked a bit different to set up. Is it just going to take time? Uh, Salah hasn't scoring, but he, he, had, he got two assists wasn't it two assists during the week? Yeah, he's clear, he's given the second assist. <laughs> he's, he's still he's still contributing to the team. Um, you'd much prefer him to be scoring goals. But I, I agree with Shawnee. They do look tired. And it's a vicious circle because what happens is when you're tired, you play tired, you play tired balls, you lose the ball, you're turned, uh, and then you're chasing. And you're running, which then makes you tired. So it, it is a bit of a it is a bit of a vicious circle. We just I just think we need to we need to try and retain the ball a hell of a lot better. So not look, we've played four three three, like Shani said, for a few years now. Um we probably were predictable last year, but we retained the ball an awful lot better than we've been retaining it this year. Mm. Uh like Shani said as well about Trent, Trent's he just his attempts at crosses and balls and he started to do one of these balls into the centre of the park like a first time not even looking and I don't think one of them has got to the player he's meant to get to um, but we just need to try and retain it a little bit better than what we're doing and try and try and stop us getting torn because that's where we're doing our running that's where we're getting tired that's why teams are overrunning us is because where we would be running where would we be going forward and retaining possession the midfield aren't expecting the team to be coming straight back at us as quick as they are this season. Um, and that all comes from lazy, I don't want to say lazy passes, it's tired passes. Um, and and Trent, there, there doesn't seem to be much conviction in Trent's balls into the box, whereas he used to whip them in. Now they're just floated in. And the central defenders are just gobbling them back up. They're playing it into midfield and all of a sudden it's three on two at the back. Um, but in terms of fine margins, yeah, it is. I mean, look at the game yesterday. Nunez crossbar, Diaz inside of the post, 
Salah inside of the post. So look, on another day they go in, and mm. I think it's I think it's a case of you do your best on and. You know, you might have It'll some, eventually click. You might, eventually. yeah, you might have some hard decisions to make on certain players at the moment. Some really popular players at the moment. Um, you might have some big decisions to make on them. But I think you have to just persevere until you see players coming back. Not only because of the players they are, but the more options it gives you, and the chance to rest players, and the chance mm-hmm. to rotate. You know, like, like people. Henderson is, is an awful example because when you say Henderson's name, half of the people go, yeah, and half of the people go, fuck no. So he's actually in a horrendous fucking thing to do, right? But what I'm saying is... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In certain games, you could turn around and go, do you know what? Stick Henderson in the six. Fabinho, you're out, right? Or, you know, Milner shouldn't be starting games for Liverpool, in my opinion. But, um, big games anyway. But in some games, you turn around and you go, right, Fabinho's back in, he's fresh. I'm going to put Milner in there and he's going to work hard and I can give whoever a rest. Do you know what I mean? It's just one of those where I understand people's frustrations about refreshing squads and, and stuff like that. We all agree we should have brought in a midfielder in the summer, maybe two. We've done one. We haven't yet seen him. So, But we can't keep going on for the next fucking seven, eight months about what we should have done in the summer. You know what I mean? And then when the summer comes around, they'll be saying, I want X and I want Y. But it's not even that. I, I, I get the frustrations, and but we have to just take on a game-by-game game basis as to what we have exactly. now. Do you know what I mean? Or we can go back fucking years and start going about, on about transfers that we didn't do. And But I agree with the people what you're saying with regards to it, but it's probably time to leave and then go, what have we got and what are we going to do? Well, you're going to have people that are going to turn around and say, like even say Bobby yesterday, what was the difference between, why wouldn't you play him for the first 45 instead of the second 45? Well, like, it's that, like, sports science is that kind of clever now that like you're talking like an, an extra hour or an hour and a half or two hours rest for a player is mm. massive when it comes to sports science if that game had been played yesterday at three o'clock or a half five you probably would have seen Bobby start it's yeah. like the, it's, it's that fine a, a thing like and people don't believe that. that that's that's bollocks it's only a couple of hours that can be massive in terms of uh, a player's recovery and like we played Wednesday and then you're playing a half twelve match on a Saturday a derby um, do you know what I mean? So, like, I, I reckon you see Bobby starting uh, on a, a three o'clock or a half five kickoff. Jono mm. says, Gav, we're trying to explain why we're tired, but we know this. This is what I'm yeah. saying. We know why we're fucking tired. We know why we look lethargic. We It'd know why we're not running. We've had shite bags like Oxlade Chamberlain and fucking. Well, I want, to, hold on, I want to, I don't know. I don't know. Well, here we go. That was, that was a good. Um, We'd be fucking far better off if we could pick these games to play, lads, to play games of football. Well, come here. I want to ask you. I want to ask you, Shani. I might as well come to you because you, you've deserved. No, he's it. not injured. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Come here. I want to ask you, right? Um, and it's probably one of the last things we'll talk about before we we head off. But Oxley Chamberlain and Naby Keita have both been left out of the Liverpool Champions League squad. Now, Oxley Chamberlain is understandable because I think 
was it the end of October, start of November was originally what he, they might, he might be back for. And there's no point. They're squeezing everything in here before the World Cup starts. And I think the 18th of November or something like that. So there's no point. But the Navi Cater one, like, God. We were under, but, but Shani, we were at the understanding. And, and I don't want this to turn into a Navi Cater bashing session because it's not, right? But well, it should be. Well, well, yeah, from your, well, well listen, be. if you want to bash him, that's absolutely fine, right? I'm, well, I'm, I'm, I'm more frustrated. I'm, fr- no, I'm more frustrated. I'm more frustrated at the fact that he's a hundred percent before Old Trafford, the game at Old Trafford, Klopp yes. or after the game, Klopp says, or he was a hundred percent in the ground, then he just fell down. Um, it's frustrating, right? And now he's not in his Champions League squad on the fucking fourth of September. Yeah. So for two months, we're going to play Champions League football, right? In the next two months, we're going to continue. We're going to get all these uh, games out of the way. It's going to be finished earlier than it usually is. The group stages. And Naby Keita's not in it. Look, the fucking... Don't... There's nobody can tell me that fella is injured. Absolutely nobody. He's been fucked out. Yeah. And that's not even speculation. What do we see when we beat Newcastle? Don't know, Shani. Inside Anfield, Kanata, who's a knee injury, jumping around the fucking bench. Thiago, who's nursing a fucking hamstring injury, jumping around the bench. Darwin Nunes telling people to fuck off, fuck you. Where was Naby Keita? Nowhere to be seen. Nowhere near the squad. Not sitting there with his teammates. He's fully fit. Doesn't start against Palace. Left out against United. Toys out of Pram. Fucked out. I reckon that's what that happened. The agent started, didn't he? I'd absolutely be... I'd be shocked if he's not sold in January. But Klopp, Klopp did come out and say it was a muscle injury. Klopp talks a lot of bollocks, guys. Yeah. Klopp lies. He's not going to say oh, it was. Fuck me, relax. I'm only saying, <laughs> telling you what Klopp said in case you didn't no, see it. He's, he's, he's lying his bollocks off. Klopp basically said it in a way. It's bizarre what happened. He felt like... Yeah, listen to what Klopp says when he says about him. There's never conviction yeah, on what Klopp is it. saying. He's yeah, there's a bit of... Yeah, it does a bit in the way he speaks. It's, he's not. He's, I just not. listen. Come here, come here, I tell you. It, it's a very, yeah, it, it's a very valid, it's a very valid theory you have, right? What I'm saying is, is that it actually makes it more valid the more I think of it because Klopp doesn't turn around and go. Oh, on. The, the the Champions League is running on until November. Like, why didn't he do something what, last week and get rid of him? What, what, but hold on, right? Ox, Ox tears the, the hamstring off the bone in a friendly, all right? Mm. That's apparently what happened to him. That's a bad one, okay? Fair enough. What the fuck happened to Keita? He was literally trained the day before the United game and then wasn't in the squad. But Klopp couldn't tell you why. And all of a sudden, he's out by three months. What the fuck did he do? Did he yeah. fall down the stairs? All Klopp has said on it is, following the game at Old Trafford, I think it was, he said... Naby, because all through the week it was uh, Naby had an uh, um, an illness or whatever, but he's a hundred percent now. And then his next comment was, um, Naby was fine, and all of a sudden he fell down. That was his words, I think. He fell down. All of a um, sudden he fell down. Yeah. Who is he? Fucking Mrs. Delfire. I don't know. He said he, his words were unbelievable, and then that was the end of that. And then he was asked about it during the week, and no. And the funny thing was. In some press conferences, he wasn't even being asked about Keita when it was about players returning. Nobody mentioned Keita. And he was asked then at one, one stage and turned around and said, it's a muscle injury. He'll be out for yeah. a bit. And the fucking dog ain't me homework. Will you stop yeah. the lights? He's gone. That's all it is. Mm. And I'm I'm just, it's I'm just interesting kidding. because it, 
the only thing you could kind of come back with is that if something happened before the United game where, say, for instance, he wasn't going to start, true was fucking toys out of pram, why didn't he just turn to him and go, listen, find a new club in the next seven days? Because he can get a big sign on bonus and he goes free next year. Yeah, yeah. Or what he could have said was, terminate your contract. We'll terminate your contract. You've eight months left. We'll give you six months pay and you fuck off. And he gets a signing on somewhere else. So anyway. he's like, what, what age is Nabby? 26. He can he can miss a season of football. Well, he fucking, he's more or less done that for Liverpool at this. <laughs> but he, he can miss a season of football in a while, man. The clubs don't to pick him up because he has yeah. talent. Dean Regan he said, he didn't say that. He actually said he fell out, meaning the squad. He fell out of the squad. But yeah, the, you know what I mean. I didn't. I didn't mean he just fell. I'm not saying he just fell over. I mean that's what was his words. Do you no, know what I mean? Listen, just read between the lines. Everything you see with this team is togetherness. You're seeing them scenes on the bench. You're seeing all the boys off the bench when we get the winner. He's nowhere to be seen. Why the fuck isn't he there? Why would he be excused? He yeah. wouldn't be. We know what the way we know the way club is. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be excused. Carve reckons. Carve reckons. Carve reckons that Kate is upset at being used as a makeway for getting another player. No injury that's gone in January. No, he said. That, he said. Carve said. Kate is upset at being used as a makeway for. I presume trying to get another player. No injury gone in January. Look, Naby Kate is how long at Liverpool? I couldn't tell you what type of midfielder he is. Some fella with a laptop might be able to. But I'm sorry, I don't watch football on laptops. Maybe on dodgy streams. That's about it. I don't fucking. I don't look at Excel sheets to tell if a player is good enough. I look back and go, do you remember that game fucking Kate that took by the scruff of the neck? Could probably say it two or three times in his time. You'd have as to think about player. it, wouldn't you? You'd have to think yeah. hard on them guys. Thanks for no thanks. Someone says to me, Naby Sturridge, don't ever compare Naby Kate to Daniel Sturridge because when Daniel Sturridge played, you knew exactly what you were getting. The fella was world class. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. And when he left Liverpool, he left with tapped on the back saying, thanks Daniel, but you're done. We should have. This is the club's fault. Ultimately, it's the club's fault. They should have fucked him out last year, and they should have fucked fucking Chamberlain off for him as well. And they were stuck with the two of them. Yeah, honestly. And that knock-on effect, I suppose, is is what you're seeing in midfield because, like, I was I kept going on about it during the transfer window. They weren't going to sign midfield at nine and ten, and the only reason we ended up with Mello is because Henderson gets injured, and he has to bring somebody in. And um, if Henderson doesn't get injured, I don't think they sign him. Um, simply numbers-wise, unless, like I said, you're going to just pay off Ox or pay off Naby because they were going to have to eat them contracts for eight months knowing you're not really going to fucking use them. But it's an interesting theory, and I'm kind of going to keep a closer eye on, A, if Klopp is asked about him, because he will be now if he's not in that Champions League squad and we're approaching yeah. these Champions League games, he's going to have to do press conferences. And B, what he says when he's asked. Do you, do know? you not think that the That's a brilliant point. That's a brilliant point from Club Dog. Zupdog's point there is brilliant. Well, Had the same, same issues last year. Remember the videos of my fucking Sal Leipzig going around playing, building people up in the air and trying and throwing your protest yeah. trying to get out. Yeah. That is not well in the head. Fucking yeah. Egypt. He obviously didn't listen to the club either when he went off to Guinea. He's been, you know, like... Never misses fucking Guinea games, does he? No, he never fuckers always, always. Well, look, I just, I just think it's, it's mad interesting that you know, Ox, I can understand that he's not going to be there because you knew straight off. But this one just seems very trivial. And then he's not on a cha- Champions League squad. So basically, they're telling you that Naby Keita won't play for Liverpool before 2023. Christmas. 
I think think that's why Arta was brought in. Not the Henderson injury. I think the Keita situation is what got Arta back in. Maybe, yeah. And it actually looks, Arta is similar yeah i was gonna say that ball carrying he's good carrying the ball and i think that's that's the one that i think we should just be done with him look he won trophies at liverpool he didn't pull up trays he's let himself down massively now this is all fucking could be completely hypothetical but i'm following me gut with this one (laughs) i do reckon he's been fucked over i I genuinely do and i I, like people said klopp's not gonna come out and go yeah he's a whingy fucker uh what done with him He's gonna say that, and I hope I hope Jornos are rinsing club. We hate the questions because I take it. It'll only take about four or five pre- press conferences for him to be asked about Kate, and then he'll be just like, "Look, listen, don't ask me about him again," which would suggest that there's no fucking, there's no way home because he told I think everyone. That, I think the, everyone lack the lack of questions is probably that the, the press officer is telling them not to ask about. Him. Yeah, yeah. yeah because Antio says here, and he says, the week leading up to United, we didn't get any training videos or photos. Then Klopp tells us that Naby is injured all of a sudden. That smells to yeah. me like a training ground bustle. But look, listen, we're, as I said, this is all just us talking on Sunday night. It could be something completely fucking different. We don't know. Um, the funny thing is, the next game is Napoli away, and that's the first night I smell the rat. Yeah, yeah. So Stretch it if, I, if, if anyone in the anyone in the chat knows what I'm talking about, you'll know what I'm talking about. That was the first night I smell the rat when Naby yeah. it. And that just so happened to be the first game in the Champions League group stages that year as well. So it told me a lot about him that I needed to know. The fellow went off on a stretcher and started on the half 12 on the Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I just can't. That, I agree. I, the more I think about it, actually, Shani, the more I kind of agree with you um, and come down on your side because I just can't see something like the way it's unfolded, the lack of questions about him. And oh, it's a muscle injury. He's not going to play with Liverpool for three months. Four months, September, October, November, December. You know, because the World Cup finished on the eighteenth of September, December. And I think we're all back playing yeah. football, aren't we, on the fucking twenty eighth of December or something like that in the league. So That's he's basically telling you he's yeah. not going to play again this year, which is a bit mental. You know, if it was a genuine injury, you could come out and go, "Listen, he's very unfortunate. He's torn this muscle. He's going to be out for three months, but he hasn't." Just said muscle. Out, the so. fact. The club are so vague, like and ambiguous, and they them. always are vague. In fairness, yeah. they always are they vague. Are. But they just one round say, like <laughs> he's he's gone. He's not playing in the Champions League. We, yeah. we don't like. It's not like they're even giving up a spot for him. There was room there. You yeah. know what I mean? There was room there. There's a lot of people asking what happened in the Napoli game. He was literally having a stinker and getting ran off all over the place away in Naples, and he went down holding his back. Went off on a stretcher and literally started the half twelve Saturday game. Then, yeah. So, so we just toiled it in basically. Yeah, yeah. I got um, lack of minerals. Yeah. Well, look, we'll, um, we'll. I'm sure that's something that will unfold. Um, what did I want to get to? Um, look, we're going to leave it there more or less. We want to talk about a couple of a little few things before we go. Of course, we do have Napoli during the weekend, and for the rest of the week, um, winners and losers tomorrow Monday night. Um, Tuesday will be a preview show for Napoli. Wednesday will be full time after the Napoli game. Uh, Thursday will be viewers' voice. Friday will be Premier League forecast. Wolves on Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, Saturday three o'clock. So uh, full time Reds half 
five o'clock or whatever on Saturday. I'm going to be back here on Sunday with the Fatback Force. So loads of content again throughout the week. So if you want to subscribe, go ahead, like, share, whatever. We don't, if you don't, we don't give a fuck. Um, we Can I chip in on something before we move on oh, there? There's a comment there. Sorry. No, no, no. Trust put a comment in there. Why yeah. is Shawnee always biased when it comes to English players? Why does he not talk about what? So just revert you back to last week's show about Trent and the start of this. He so you're up. talking shy there if you think there's any bias towards like, <coughs> non-English players on this um, channel. No, Shawnee has absolutely hammered Trent last week. Um, yeah. I think, he's just, I think so. he's just um, spoken about August a few minutes ago as well, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, I know. Um, right. But look, you've got, a, you've got a few compliments as well, Shawnee, which are very to Bremen top on. A lot of people seem to like that as well. Um, That's a... An early birthday present, and thanks to the to the gaffers there, Keith and Gav. So uh, yeah, we sent you something nice. Didn't lads. Yeah, sent me out a little uh, retro box. Keith gave me the full rundown on the second division. Oh, we, we, we got we got him, we got him a jersey, and Keith gave. Me and we may be like paraphrasing the story to everyone, telling all my mates that I'm about to get the second division Argentina jersey, and the fella, the fucking. The team was set up by a fella called Willie Brown from Pear Street. They're <laughs> like, yeah, grand. <laughs> close enough. Close yeah, enough. close enough. That'll do. Sure, they're not going to look it up. Um, but look, yeah, as I said, loads of con- loads of content this week. So if you want to subscribe, like, listen to it on your podcast apps. If you want, if you're listening on podcast apps, uh, give it a review. That's meant to really help as well. But subscribe and all that, as we said before. If you want to, you do. If you don't, you don't. Well, no, we can do about it. Um, Bobby's wish to walk. Currently sits around 17,000 off its target. The link is in the description if you want to go and donate. As you know, there's no way for you to give this podcast channel money via YouTube. No way. We, we've closed all down. What we want you to do is if you think you want to give us a fiver or a tenner or whatever it might be um, and you can't, great. Hit the link in the description. Give it to Bobby instead. And when we get to 150K, we will... Um, Start a new campaign for someone else. Um, Picture during the week of Sienna going to school, walking into school. Um, absolute top dog down um, down Clonyway, I think she is. Um, absolute legend. So if you go and check see out Sienna's steps, and um, you will see across our social media walking in to uh, school, um, like ten months after having this surgery, I think it is, and it's just absolutely un- unbelievable. So if you're thinking of giving Bobby's wish to walk money, which is the same treatment, um if you check out Sienna Steps, it'll show you exactly what it can do. Um and one more thing though as well, I just want to throw up on the screen for you is this um keep our memorial match. Um LFC Legends versus um John Bosco, Harvey Norman FC and friends and family down at um Pat's ground, isn't it? Um Richmond Park in Inchicore next Saturday, the 10th of September. Um, starts off at 11 o'clock in the morning and keeps going right up until all hours of the, all hours of the night. So um, this is for Keith Bourne um, at Memorial Match. Sean, he asked me to throw this up. You have got Ronnie Whelan, Ray Houghton, Michael Thomas, um, Jermaine Pennant, the likes of them playing in this. And it's for a really good cause. So if you're around Dublin, you want to go and see some Liverpool legends, you want to have meet and greets or whatever it might be, go and check it out. Um, and as I said, it starts early in the morning and it goes all the way just, through till all hours of night. I'll just give a bit of backstory to it. Uh, Keith was, uh, he was one of, like, he was well known around the community in uh, Drimna. Um, anyone who knows, like, Dublin based football would be familiar enough with John Bosco and Keith was. He was a great lad around. He helped out a lot. And he sadly passed suddenly before Christmas uh, with an unknown heart issue that he had. And um, <clears throat> the, this is kind of the boss goes. He was a massive red as well. He actually frequently listened to the podcast, talking about seeing him around. He tried seeing him around, walking through Jim Neville. 
Ajanao Gav does a lot here for charity, and this is like when you're getting a return on not I'm not going to say an investment, but yeah, yeah, you're getting bang for your book here. It's a tenner for the game. You head across the way down to Good Council then, and there's like Q and A's, meets and greets. You have a couple of lads there from off the ball. It's going to be prizes handed out on the day. Um, my brother is actually playing in the game for John Bosco. He's going to be in goal that day. So um, if you're around the area, it's only a tenner a ticket. I'm sure it'll be a great day for all involved. Um, you'd have seen a few of your, your heroes, I'd imagine, from back in the day. They were all before my time, except by Jermaine Pennant. But, um, <laughs> I think there's a few more involved. So look, it, it looks set to be a great day. If you're around, um, I'd highly recommend it. I'll be there myself. And then into my party later that night. So it's on the same day. So mm. should be a, a bit of crack. Playing? Oh, I wish I could. I've fucking I've worse knees than Nabi Kaida. <laughs> <laughs> um but look, no, it's a it's a really good cause and, and Great if, you cause. Want, if you want to check it out, you can. Um because you know what? It's a good day out. Bring go off the family, watch watch Liverpool Legends playing and and um you know what, every little every every tenor they get in the door at Richmond Park helps them and um I presume Pats have looked after him um, down there yeah. as well. So that's that's really good of them as well because the League of Ireland season is still ongoing and stuff like that. Pats are probably away this weekend, but still letting them use the ground and stuff like that um, is really good of them too. Um, that's about it. Um, Emma, anything else before we go? No. Okay. Just looking forward to Wednesday, isn't it? Not yeah. on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of a break from the league, probably what we need. <clears throat> And uh, hopefully get the three points. Good stuff, good stuff. Keith, anything else before we go? No, nothing. What nothing music are you listening to this week, Keith? Usually I listen to a bit of music. Uh, who was I listening to today? Um, I just had a mix on today. Yeah. Uh, so I was at a party yesterday, my sister's young for christening, and there was a lot of 80s. So I'm yeah. big into the 80s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, the song that I'm, I'm big on at the moment is uh, Phil Collins and Philip Bailey, Easy Lover. What a tune. <laughs> okay. Get on it. Okay. Cracker. Go and check it out. Hit up your spot yeah. right now. They're going to um, be big someday. They're, yeah, they're <laughs> going to be big. These boys are going to make it big. Shawnee, anything else before we go? Yeah, I am just shocked we made it through a podcast without talking about Shoei Bar, whoever it is, after. <laughs> I'm leaving that because um, winners and losers is tomorrow night, and I know yeah. VAR is going to get absolutely yeah. volleyed tomorrow night. Yeah, it, like, again... One of the worst weekends oh. officiate. Damn, Gallagher's called in sick already. I heard this going on. Oh. Not, not even going to bother. I'd say his head is melting. But the, oh, the fuss about Van Dijk, the fuss about Van Dijk's tackle, right? And it was over. It looks worse than slow motion. You know what I mean? There was no force in it. Everton fans are all online. Slow mo, showing the exact moment he hits on his foot. And you're like, you slow and your days down. And it's going to look like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, the, there was no force in it. He handled it well, Taylor. He was I think a the, bit I of a think, bag. I think the worst one is the Gatino one. I think we see we see players uh, five yards offside, right? Uh, and the West and then the, the, the fella is there. The West Ham one was poor as well, but the Lions want to just stand there with his flag going, no, no, yeah. no. When he's fucking miles up and then he puts the flag up, right? He has the flag up like a light yesterday. Yeah. Right? And then the rest blowing whistles like a light. And the funny thing is, like, just let it go. There's no point in you being there. Just let it go and let it go in the net and we can all check it afterwards. But the problem is... They did is, it earlier as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's, um, 
it's, yeah. it's going to get an absolute hammering tomorrow night on winners and losers. I can just tell you that for nothing. <laughs> but look, that has been the fat back for one hour and 24 minutes, which isn't bad for us in fairness. And um, we've got through absolutely loads. Make sure to check out Bobby's Wish to Walk. Make sure to check out that charity game. And um, we have it up on our social media as well. We'll bang it back up. Um, it's definitely a post on our Instagram. It's definitely a tweet as well somewhere. But um, what I'll do is like, I'll, we'll get it retweeted again. <laughs> Um, just to refresh people's minds and, and look if you can help that out. Absolutely brilliant. Loads of content coming this week. We hope you enjoy it. Keep in the comments. Keep throwing all your opinions at us. We agree with loads. We agree with, we don't agree with some others, but we like getting them on screen and talking about them. Anyway, that's it. Talk to you in a bit. Over and out. Sports Social Podcast Network.